In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord and Master of my life, take from me the spirit of sloth, meddling, lust of power, and idle talk, but give rather the spirit of chastity, humility, patience, and love to thy servant. Yea, O Lord and King, grant me to see my own sins and not to judge my brother, for blessed art thou unto ages of ages. Amen. Of course, that's the prayer of St. Ephraim the Syrian that I've been talking about over these last couple of weeks. And it's just one week away that we will say that prayer over and over and over again in our Lenten services and, Lord willing, in your prayers at home as well. But today, I hope to focus on that last section of that prayer. Yea, O Lord and King, grant me to see my own sins and and not to judge my brother, for blessed art thou unto ages of ages. Amen. Because that last section of the prayer and this morning's gospel truly have that last little bit of push and challenge and inspiration for us as we are uh, looking ahead to this great and holy Lenten season that, again, is just one more week away. There's a lot of challenge for us ahead, and that's precisely what this last section of the prayer really wants to, to, uh, does for us. It begins, Yea, O Lord and King. We've already called the Lord the Lord at the beginning of the uh, prayer. We say, O Lord and Master of my life, but we give him another title in this section of the prayer where we call him King. And that's precisely the imagery that we have in this morning's gospel. He is the king. The son of man comes and he sits on his glorious throne. And when he speaks, it says in the gospel that the king speaks to the people who are there, all the nations that are gathered there. And this is the imagery that the church gives us even at the very end, again, not only in this parable of of our Lord in Matthew, but at the end of time in the book of Revelation, We have, again, all of the nations and the Lord sitting on his throne. And in the iconography of the church, we have the exact same thing, where just over the altar, we have Christ, from that that image in the book of Revelation, seated on his glorious throne. He is the king. And it is important for us to remember that he is the king. Because we do well to remember that we ourselves, if he is the king, that means we are not the king. That means we are the servants. And we are servants of the king. And that's the first thing that we need to remember as we are challenged heading into this great and holy Lenten season. That we are not the king. We want to be the king. We feel like perhaps we're the king of our own little area. We have our own independent thoughts, independent actions, and we choose what we want to do. But if we do not remember that no matter what it is that we are choosing, we are not, that we are serving someone else, then we are sorely mistaken. We have got to always remember where we are in accordance with our Lord, who is himself the king who will come to judge the living and the dead, as we say in the creed that we will say here in just a few moments in the Divine Liturgy. He is the King, and we are not. And we have got to remember that. Yea, O Lord and King, grant me to see my own sins. Now this is perhaps one of the scariest lines of this entire prayer, this very short prayer. 
Grant me to see my own sins. Grant me to see all of the things that I do wrong. Grant me to see all of the places where I mess up. Grant me to see all of my sins that I continuously do over and over and over again. This is probably the part of the prayer that we would want to skip over. We don't like to see the things that we do wrong, but it's vitally important for us to be able to see our own sins. And really, that's even the secret, I think, to being the sheep. Because the goats, what were the goats doing? It says that they were surprised, of course, when the Lord looks at them and says, You didn't visit me. You didn't uh, clothe me. You didn't feed me. You didn't give me drink, he told them. And they said, Well, when did we see you and not do those things to you? As you didn't do it to the least of these, he tells the goats, you did not do it to me. And so the reason that they, they could not see is because they could not see their own sins. They were focused only on what was right in front of them, what was pleasing to them, what was good for them to eat, what was good for them to do, as opposed to the ways that they could serve and be of service to others as well. And so it's important for us to be able to see our own sins. And St. Isaac the Syrian even has a very, very powerful quote. And it's the third quote down in your bulletin. If you have it in front of you uh, below the prayer of St. Ephraim. St. Isaac says, He who knows his own sin is higher than the man who resurrects the dead by his prayer. He who has been granted the gift of seeing himself is superior to the man who sees angels, higher than the man who resurrects someone from the dead. It's a scary thing to ask to see our own sin, but in that we are able to ourselves be sheep. And earlier in the Gospel of Matthew, this parable of course comes from the Gospel of Matthew. Earlier in the Gospel of Matthew, in the Sermon on the Mount, our Lord talks about how we have to first take the log out of our own eye, then we take the speck out of the eye of our brother. And so we have to be able to see that we have the log that is in our own eye. Grant me to see my own sins. And therefore it's connected to the next phrase, and not to judge my brother. Not to see the speck that is in our brother's eyes, but instead instead to focus on the log that is in our own. And in fact, in that first quote under the prayer of St. Ephraim in your bulletin, St. Nikolai Vilimirovich says, how can we say that we adhere to the meek and all pure Christ? How can we say that we are numbered among the sheep if we daily poison the air with tales about the sins and shortcomings of others? To conceal your own virtue and the shortcomings of others in this is preeminent spiritual wisdom. And so we see our own sins and we don't make excuses for our sins, but actually what St. Nikolai is saying is that we make excuses for others and their sins. So we do everything that we can to not judge our brother. And in fact, in that same place in the Sermon on the Mount where our Lord talks about the log in our eye and the speck in our brother's eye, he in fact says very clearly, judge not lest ye be judged. And even in saying that, seeming to imply that if we do not judge our brother, then we ourselves will then not be judged. Now that doesn't mean that we won't have to stand before the king because every single one of us will have to stand before the king. Because when he comes in his glory, as the gospel said, all of the nations will be gathered together and we will stand in front of him. 
But if we focus on seeing our own sins and not judging our brother, just like the goats were surprised, those who are the sheep were also surprised because they had been focusing on the present moment. They had been focusing on the things that were right there in front of them, the things that would be virtuous, the things that would be the righteous things for them to do. And so they were then numbered among the sheep. And it, doesn't, it, it says then that they were just welcomed into eternal life. Judge not, lest ye be judged. Yea, O Lord and King, grant me to see my own sins and not to judge my brother. For blessed art thou unto ages of ages. Amen. The last words that we heard in the gospel, it says that the goats went to eternal punishment and the sheep to eternal life, unto ages of ages. When we pray about the kingdom of heaven, we say in the creed, which shall have no end. We are not talking about just about this life, no matter how long or how short this life is, but we are talking about the eternal life, the kingdom of heaven, the ages of ages, all of those things that will go on and on and on because our Lord is the king, not just of now, but he's the king of forever. And so we have this opportunity then to remember in this prayer unto ages of ages his kingship and to remind us that we are working for the eternal kingdom of heaven and nothing else. And so this last section of this prayer is one that is very important and challenging for us as we are just one week away from great and holy Lent. O Lord and Master of my life, take from me the spirit of sloth, meddling, lust of power, and idle talk. But give rather the spirit of chastity, humility, patience, and love to thy servant. Yea, O Lord and King, grant me to see my own sins and not to judge my brother. For blessed art thou unto ages of ages. Amen. We will say that prayer perhaps a thousand times over the course of uh, our journey to Great and Holy Pascha. And it is a prayer that we say multiple times in the services. But if you are not at the services, it is a prayer that you can say at home every single day. And if you do not add anything else to your prayer life during this Lenten season, I would encourage you to say this prayer of St. Ephraim at least once a day. And I don't give many guarantees about almost anything, but I guarantee you that if you pray this prayer, not just pray this prayer, because if we just pray it sometimes, if we do it a thousand times as we're going to do it, we might take it for granted. But not to just pray this prayer, but to live this prayer. And if you pray this prayer and live this prayer all throughout Great and Holy Lent, you will be transformed during this Lenten season and be ready to face and celebrate the joy of the resurrection that we have coming very, very soon. And not only the joy of the resurrection on May the 2nd, but if we pray this prayer and we live this prayer every single day of our life, we will be molding ourselves into the sheep who hear the voice of the shepherd, who hear him calling us, and who are then welcomed into eternal life at the right hand of God. And that's precisely what we are, what we are gearing towards. So may God, through the prayers of St. Ephraim the Syrian, help us to be able to take the words of this prayer into our heart so that we ourselves can be sheep and so that we can see eternal life in the kingdom of heaven. Glory to the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, now and ever and unto ages of ages. Amen.